Hey everyone, welcome back to the For the Reef podcast. Tonight we're talking with my wife Kelly, and if you're following the uh, the video feed here, then uh, you'll see her. <laughs> so uh, we've talked about this for a while. Um, Ian can't make the show tonight, but uh, he has his own stories with his wife. I think everybody kind of has, in some point in their lives, you know, laughed with their spouse or argued with their spouse about their hobbies and their passions for coral reefs or fish tanks and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I think there definitely hasn't been arguments, but there's definitely been some times where I kind of just have to stop and think like, okay, what just happened? What is going on? What am I looking at right now? (laughs) And it's kind of become the norm. Yes. More so more often than not, it's becoming more frequent. Yeah. And I mean, to be frank, uh, when we, first started dating. Um, I don't think I was too, I I had a fish tank for sure. You didn't, you didn't. And I did not know about this passion or this hobby. It, what you weren't fish Mitch, you were football Mitch actually. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, you, you'd always reference like, Oh yeah. Back when I had a fish tank, you know, this and this. Um, but when we first met, you didn't have a fish tank in your mom's house. Um, and then, all of a sudden, Mitch got a fish tank, mm-hmm. and I met a new side of Mitch that that I didn't know before. Yeah. A good side, a good side. Yeah. So, like, if I go back in my mind, it was a lot like early on grade school. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, actually, the way that I actually saw your first fish tank I believe it was right before like maybe our second Christmas together you said hey Kelly like I know my mom's already told me no but like maybe if you ask her like hey do you think I could get Mitch like a fish tank for Christmas she might say yes which is the same thing we did with our dog yes (laughs) so my uh my mom bless her soul if you press her hard enough and long enough she usually gives in which is why growing up I had you know, reptiles and, you know, insects and fish tanks. And I had at one point, I think there was like six fish tanks in the house. We ended up having a fire (laughs) because of one of the tanks. And it wasn't even my fault. It was a faulty light and that was all determined. But nonetheless, when you almost bring your, your mother's house down she you understand her hesitation yeah exactly. <laughs> to have another fish tank in the house yes so there was like probably a two-year period where i didn't have fish tank uh i call it like the dark days <laughs> and uh and then i finally convinced her like kelly said and from that point it was kind of open because you know once i started dating kelly it was about <laughs> time for me to move out anyway so that's kind of how we got to. Yeah. And actually when we, um, when we did move out, your mom kind of had this like grin and kind of chuckle going on and he's like, what's going on? Like, what's up? And she's like, all I'm saying, Kelly, it's all yours now. And I didn't really understand like what she was referring to, but now I understand mm-hmm. it's all of the fish stuff the the tubes the nets the random piping like it's it's insane it's crazy how much little things and 
you know, even when we do like a big cleanup or something in our house, I'm like, okay, Mitch, like you haven't touched the stuff in like a year. Like, can we, can we move it out? And he goes, no, like what if one day I need this part mm -hmm. and I'm not going to have it if we, if we get rid of it. Yeah. So. One thing I've noticed for sure as a husband is that with your hobby, you definitely have to consider your wife at every wife or your partner in every stage of the hobby. I mean, like <laughs> if you, if you don't consider how that person's feeling about what you're doing, then your hobby's probably not going to last or your relationship's probably not going to last. Um, so you got to weigh which one's more exactly. important. Exactly. <laughs> and I kind of have these two things in my life where I'm like, I'm never getting rid of this, this hobby and I'm never getting rid of my wife. So I've got to, I've got to, I've got to make them, I've got to make them work. Symbiotic. They have to be symbiotic. <laughs> and that means rule number one, I have to keep everything clean. If I don't keep things clean, if there's, you know, fish crap all over the house, if anything smells is a big one, can't have any weird smells and anything like that. If I have smells, there's never okay, but anything yeah. dirty or looks dirty, it needs to be tucked away from view. Yes. And you know what? I will give it to you. You have upheld that you've done a great job at that. I can't complain. Like everything is kind of in this one section of our house now. And even that section, you have everything kind of organized to the best it can be. And you've done a pretty good job at that. So I'll give you that. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, so now, I mean, I think we've talked about it, but in the house that we just moved in about a year ago, there's a furnace room here. Um, so this tank behind me, this tank is obviously in the main living parts of the house. It's in our office. It's on the main floor. And then it's plumped into the basement to the furnace room. Which is why we can never move. <laughs> yeah. And the furnace room is its own little area where the tanks are. And that's where I keep all the mess. And it's kind of like my own little fish lab down there, which I really love. Mm -hmm. it, did, it has really worked out perfectly for your hobby. Yeah. And I mean, the nice part about being this passionate about a hobby for, I think for you is I can't say no to anything Kelly wants. Mm -hmm. If she ever, if she ever decides like, I want to play the piano, I want to put a <laughs> gymnasium in the middle of the house. I want to put a swimming pool in the backyard. How can I ever argue with her? Because I've made her suffer as a, as a fish wife. I just got to play the fish tank card. And That's right. Like that. Well, she doesn't abuse. But I know occasionally she'll occasionally <laughs> she'll pull it out but you know more often than not or more not than often mm -hmm. i should say so one thing i've definitely noticed being around always talking about the stuff is you've actually picked up on a lot of the fish terms you know what more than i should more than any person should i disagree with that <laughs> so so out of all of the fish that I've had over the years. Yeah. What would be your favorite? Ooh, that's tough. Um, there's different levels because like, you know, we've seen these fish go through different stages of their lives. Actually, as funny as that is to say, like we've seen fish lay eggs and we've brought the eggs to hatch, like, which was pretty cool. Um, so that with the bangle, Bang guy. Bang guy. The bangles. It's 
the Super Bowl today. Oh yeah, it's so, the Super Bowl today. And they're playing. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, um, yeah, the Bang Guys. The um, Bang Guys are one of your favorites. I wouldn't say one of my favorites necessarily, but just probably one of the more memorable moments of the of. Because we had babies. Yeah, because they had babies, and like I, I literally, I, I went downstairs one day, and the eggs. They were wiggling, and I actually got to witness like a fish being born out of an egg. <laughs> so we don't like... have any we don't have any kids yet. So this is my poor wife. You know, this is how she's pulling out that that inner nurture mm. as when she sees fish babies. Yeah, wow, I'm cool with that for now. Yeah. So that that was really memorable. Um, but my favorite fish, um, uh, we had. We had a beautiful yellow tang. Actually, so we had a yellow tang that we really liked. Um, unfortunately, we no longer have it. But um, in this tank back here, we have a Scopus tang. <laughs> and I think I like the Scopus tang a lot. Why? Because we named it. <laughs> we gave it a name and it just like it's become like just a kind of a funny point between us. And what was it? Opus. <laughs> The Scopus, <laughs> Opus the Scopus thing. So when he, when we first put him in the tank, he was he was kind of surveying around. He was checking out, he was checking out the yellow tank, who we called Hope. Yes. And what did Opus say to Hope? Well, he said, "Hi, my name's Opus, and I'm a Scopus." <laughs> oh God, this uh, this makes us sound pretty weird. Yeah, but I think I think that's why I really like Opus is because we we kind of gave him a story. Mm -hmm. Um, but aesthetic wise, I think I like the wrath. Mm -hmm. Um, the colors on the wrath are just so pretty, and it's definitely your eye just goes to the wrath. Mm -hmm. And that's a Melanaris wrath. Cool, the cool thing about the Melanaris wrasse is that it it hides in our substrate, and then mm -hmm. in the morning you can see it pop its head, its head up, and mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. But he's been a bad boy, and he's down in quarantine because he was eating peppermint shrimp, so he's Be in there for now. Speaking of his quarantine, so where Mitchell has a lot of his other aquatic things, like your aquaponic system and all that, is down in the furnace room. And I just happened to be walking down there one day. I was checking our internet or something because that's where it is as well. And just out of the corner of my eye, I see in his quarantine tank is like one of my nice glass Tupperware. Like I, I really like the glass Tupperware because I just like being able to throw it in the microwave. And I remember like I made it a point one time to like get rid of all of the plastic and fill our, our drawers with glass Tupperware. And of course, I happened to see it in the bottom of one of our fish tanks. <laughs> so, the, yeah, so the Melanaris wrasse will need some sand. And I didn't want to put a whole bunch of sand in the bottom of the tank. So I had to put a container in there. And naturally, you know, naturally, I just grabbed a glass one because that was what was there. So we have a few stories here that Kelly. <laughs> so this is this is very much Kelly. I'm not. I'm not one to. Well, because know. these things don't happen to you; they happen to me, <laughs> and that's why they stay in my mind. Okay, let's go through the list here. Um, first one. Oh yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. So I think our first one I had wrote down um, the word vacuuming. Um, so the word vacuuming has taken on a whole nother term in our house. Um, 
so years and years back when uh, Mitch was defending his masters, it was the morning of his masters and he must've been nervous. So he was kind of like going about the house. We were having people over after. So I had um, taken the vacuum out of our closet and to get the vacuum back in the closet, like you'd have to kind of move some stuff around. So I was in another room and I heard the sounds of that closet being moved around. And I had to say like, oh, Mitch, like, like, don't put the vacuum away yet. Um, like, I'm not done with it. And he says, oh, OK, I won't <laughs> because he wasn't even vacuuming. He was he was looking for the tubes, like his hose to do a water change. So, you know, like the morning of his master's, like you'd think he'd be like, you know, reviewing all of his stuff and which he was at one point, but I think you just needed to relax and what better way to relax than to do a water change on your fish tank. It's true. Um, I mean, and that is true. I, I definitely use this hobby as a way to relax. Yes. Yeah. And, it's, and I think it's a great way to relax. For sure. It's an active way of relaxing. Yes. And there's more than enough you know, maintenance to do when you have the systems, you know, that you're, you know, you're pretty deep into this hobby. Instead of calling them a fish tank, you start calling them systems. Yes. I agree <laughs> with you. We have some systems in this, in this house. Yes. So now the word vacuuming, you know, like if, if one of us is, you know, like maybe we're expecting the other one to be like, maybe tidying up a bit or like unloading the dishwasher, we'll be like, Oh, like, what are you doing? And we'll say like vacuuming because we're not doing like the thing that we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> so that was always a good one I liked. Um, the, his latest and I think the uh, kind of an odd one is his weird obsession with fishnets. Like, like not the stockings, <laughs> I should clarify, but like actual nets. Mm -hmm. um, so it all started maybe about a month ago. We had to make a stop on the way home because he found a really good deal on a net um, on Kijiji. And so we just stopped, he grabbed it out of the mailbox, and it's like this wooden net. And he's like, hey, I got a net. It was a great deal. I said, okay, great, sure. And then uh, like last week, I think it was, you came in the door and here he is standing with this bigger net and he's like it was a really good deal like <laughs> sometimes you just see a good deal on a net i mean like you if you were in a if you were in a mall and you saw a purse and it was a smoking deal you'd buy it and you'd say hey it was a good deal i know and you know what you're right and the way you're justifying it right now is the way that you've been justifying it. Like you've been coming home and be like, but it's not just a net. I can use it for this and I can use it for this. Like just like when a, like someone would buy an outfit, they'd be like, I can wear it here and I can wear it here. It's so versatile. But let, okay, but hold on here. <laughs> With these nets, okay, and for each one of these stories, I think it's worth explaining you should, yes. a fish guy's view of yes. this whole, so this net situation. Okay, so you have to have all these different, you know, hole sizes in your nets. So first off, I've got a brine shrimp net, which is really, 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 really fine. And that net is used for catching brine shrimp and fish babies and things like that. Then go a little bit higher. You've got a bigger net, but for small fish. So it's a little bit bigger, but it's still like a small dip net type of thing. And then you got to have a big dip netter 
you know, yep. <laughs> for the big fish of course. that are in your tank. But that one still has kind of a flimsy rod, but yeah. it's maneuverable so you can get it into the corners and all this stuff. And then we take one step up further. And this is a good one. I've been using a fly fishing net. Another net. Another net. They're only about <laughs> two feet long, but they're rigid and they're perfect for catching big fish. Okay. So now I'm getting a little bit bigger. And then most recently I bought one. I'm like, okay, so now I have this two foot, <laughs> two foot net, but I need to catch bigger fish. But now I have, we have this aquaponics system, mm -hmm. which I think I've talked about in the past. It's basically a big trough. There's like a fiberglass trough in the basement that has fish in it. And those fish are big. So to catch them, you've got to reach down into this bottom of this trough, but you also have something rigid. So the two foot fly fishing net's not going to work. So had to get the longer handle on a longer net. You had to. Of course I had to. <laughs> and then from there, we took one step up even higher. And it's like a full on fishing net that you'd use for catching fish, like for like fishing off of a boat. <laughs> and that net is for, okay, so here's a tip. Here's a hot <laughs> tip for people out there. If you're trying to catch a fish, a saltwater fish in a big reef tank like this, use different size nets so what i did i just had to catch a long nose hawkfish and you just take a Which, full go ahead sorry. no no you keep going <laughs> because my story will take a lot longer so you have to use a full i used a full-on fishing net so this fishing net's like two feet wide by two feet stick that into the tank and it kind of like it takes your big 130 gallon tank and it cuts it down to a quarter of its size now that fish is trapped just within this you know space of the big net and then you can get in there and use one of your other smaller nets that have the you know the looser handle mm -hmm. catch your fish bam that's why so it's that, tool, right tool off. brs tv they always say this right tool right job fish nets right tool right job all right you, you know what and i will give that to you as well like you said you kind of have an explanation for each one of these stories which i don't know if that makes it even funnier i think we could go i i honestly think I could pull all of the fish stuff that I have. And even though it looks like garbage sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I could literally explain to you exactly why I still have it. I agree. And you know what? It kind of goes both ways. Like out of the two of us, I think we can agree that I am kind of the messier one. And, but the thing is, I know where everything is. Oh, yeah. Like you'd be like, how can you live like this? I'm not buying it. I, I, I'm not buying that she knows but, where everything is. But just like you said, like you could pull something out, you know, what you remember where that one piece was, whether it be like on a shelf somewhere or in the bottom of a bin, like, mm -hmm. you know, so I get that. I get why you want to keep all those parts because when you do need those, when you're doing all your hobby stuff, you know, you have it. Mm. So and okay so just before we keep going any further i just wanted to give our sponsor a shout out which just happens to be for the reef for this episode <laughs> uh for the reef is a microplastic free clothing company that supports coral reef conservation and it happens to be run by us too so uh we've got our for the reef gear on today if you want some For The Reef stuff, just go to www.fortherief.com. We've talked about it in the past about what For The Reef means to us. And um, today we decided to uh, be the sponsors for the podcast. Um, so if you want to check things out, again, fortherief.com, For The Reef on Instagram, 
for the reef on TikTok, for the reefs everywhere. Um, <laughs> so that's that. I also, while we're here, of course, we've got to give a shout out to the Cayman Eco Divers, um, who is uh, working kind of as our nonprofit partner now. In the next few weeks, I'm really hoping to try and go down there and show you guys what Aaron Hunt and and the Cayman Eco Divers are doing. Um, so we can kind of actually show you the actual conservation work that uh, that we are trying to be a part of and support. Um, so if that's something you're into, definitely check it out. And uh, and that's that. So number three. Rocks in the shower. <laughs> so I don't know if there are any other um, hobbyists out there or maybe a spouse or a partner of a hobbyist, um, but part of, you know, keeping your aquarium clean, you need to clean the rocks from time to time. Um, so what will happen sometimes is Mitch will put these rocks in our bathtub or our shower and I will, I'll open the curtain to get in and there are these giant rocks. And that was more so when you had the, um, the fresh water, mm -hmm. you would, you would wash them when you like cleaned your tank and stuff like that. Um, but I think there was one, one time where you had cleaned them that day and I went to go take a shower and you told me, you were like, do you need to shower tonight? And I said, well, I would really like to. <laughs> and you're like, well, I, you know, I washed the rocks today and that uses water. So. Yeah. So, okay. Here's the story <laughs> with that one. We were living at, in an, in an apartment or a, you know, a townhouse or whatever. And we were renting at the time. Um, so we didn't actually pay for water. Water was part of our bill, um, or part of our rent. And, you know, like, I, I guess like really, I shouldn't even have been worrying about the water bill because that's what we were paying for. But, <laughs> you know, normal people probably have less of a water bill than we do because of the fish tanks. So sometimes I would use a lot of water and I would be worried that we would be making our landlord mad. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we did that. Of course, I never stopped Kelly from showering because, no. <laughs> but we. It the, still happened. Like it's it true. was still said. It's true. It's true. I mean, and, and, and okay. So another thing about that with the bathtub is it's really only, this sounds weird, but only until this house have I had a utility sink. So true. anywhere else I've lived, I've never actually had a utility sink. Um, so now we're living lavish and we have a utility sink and that's where I do all of, you know, washing the filter socks and the, in the, um, sponges and occasionally rocks if I need to wash them off of something. You know, you've made it when you have a utility <laughs> that's sink. That's right. We're living large. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. And, and actually here's another pro tip. Sponge filters for freshwater tanks. You know, if you're, if you're wanting to, to clean out that, that that filter but you don't want to use a lot of water this is so bad so when you take your sponges out just throw them on the floor in or on the on the bathtub bottom and then when you go to shower <laughs> run the water don't use any soap yet but you get in there and you just just, just stomp around on the sponges it'll work out all that gunk then you just throw those sponges out of the tub and you do your shower and it's it's fine. And this is a normal thought process for you, right? Like <laughs> yeah, well, two birds, one stone. When you have the hobbies like I do, you've got to be efficient. And that's 
that's what I was doing. Efficiency. Efficiency. And if, and if I know that this guy is probably not listening to this, but a good friend of mine, Johnny McClellan, he, when we were growing up, because <laughs> I I've been doing this washing rocks thing for a long time, and he's a, now a plumber. He came over and plumbed our tank, uh, or sorry, he did the plumbing for our, our kitchen, and we were setting everything up in the furnace room, and we were setting up this utility sink. So he actually set up the utility sink, and while he was doing it, he was making fun of me the whole time. He goes, "I like this is the the most expensive way to wash rocks I've ever seen," <laughs> but you know, it's uh, it's all part of the fun. Yes, and it's also a part of why we can never move. <laughs> Because our fish tanks, when we moved in, they're literally, there's holes through the floor so that the sump and the whole system, and I know the word sump, mm-hmm. that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good, pretty good knowledge bit there. <laughs> anyway, we can't move because our fish tanks are literally plumbed, like Mitch was saying, through our floor. And if you go downstairs, there's, um, pipe that like a pvc pipe that runs across that was put in as well that goes to the furnace room yeah so when we first moved into this house um i knew where i wanted the tank um but the challenge was that the tank was about 20 feet away from this furnace room downstairs so if we wanted to put the tank where we wanted to we had to plumb and do you remember my one rule when we moved into this house about where fish tanks could go (laughs) Couldn't go in the kitchen. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I was, I was totally, I thought it was a great idea. I had this, I had a, a white stand and I had this idea of a mangrove tank with like an open top. And I was thinking this would be amazing in our kitchen because there was a perfect little spot there. It measured out perfectly. Yeah. And you know, you know, back to the whole, like when she puts her foot down on something, I don't fight. It's just, you know what? Okay. Yeah. If you, if that's. There's, there's not a hot tip when your wife said, or, you know, when, when your wife says no, and you're a uh, crazy fish guy, it's best mm-hmm. just to shut your mouth and, and what's in that spot right now, a cute little coffee bar. Yeah, I know it'd be way better if it was a fish tank. It's a huge mistake. No. Um, so yeah. So this tank is, is plumbed about 20 feet down to the furnace room. Uh, Actually, I do some some videos on Dender Aquatics. You can find it on Instagram <laughs> and TikTok. And in those kind of show what I'm talking about, where we do some kind of, where I do some, you know, some, I just like showing the hobby, you know, for myself. And I like to look back mm-hmm. and, uh, on the social media platforms and actually look at what I've, uh, what I've been doing over the years in this hobby. Um, so on there, we do a little tour to actually show how this whole system is plumbed into the house and how insane we are. Me, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say we. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely me. I know it's me, uh, but, you know, I wouldn't be me without my crazy. I know, and it's one of the reasons why I love you. <laughs> so that's that. Um, Number five, planning our errand days around stopping at the fish store. Mm. Um, so that one has always been, you know, um, usually like it'll be a Saturday and these are my favorite days. I love errand days. Mm-hmm. You know, we wake up, we go to the gym, we come back, we have a little breakfast and then we get a coffee and then we go out to do our errands. And 
I don't know. I, I like that time because it's time that we just kind of spend just like getting stuff done. And yep. they're my, one of my favorite days, I think. And um, so we kind of think, okay, what do we need to do? What do we need to pick up anything? And then I'll say like, oh, I'd really like to go here. Um, or we have an appointment here at this other place. Um, but then Mitch will say, well, like, you know, geographically, if we go here, like it kind of doesn't really make sense because, you know, we have to stop at the fish store last. And I go, wait, why? And he goes, well, you know, like if, you know, we go and I happen to get something, we have to go right home after. It's true. And I think every single fish person can attest to this that sometimes, you know, when you're running errands, you've got to plan around the fish store mm-hmm. and you don't <laughs> want to leave the fish in the car. No, I get that. So we live about 30 minutes away from any local fish store. So if we're going up into that area, we're also going to probably do some shopping and mm-hmm. all those other things. So, yeah. you know, you got to consider the fish when you're out picking up your, uh, and so it's always our last stop at the end of our errand day. And, you know, sometimes at the end of those errand days, I do get like kind of tired, you know, you're just a lot of in and out. We, we always pick up random stuff like that you don't think that you need, but then you're like, you see it and you're like, oh yeah, we need this for the house. And it's, you end up, I think we end up getting more stuff than we planned whenever we do errand days. So sometimes at the end of errand days, we get to the fish store. And I think you've talked about this with Ian on one of your shows before, you know, we'll get to the fish store and Mitchell just like, you know what, just want to go in really quick. Just want to, you know, peek around. I know what I'm looking for. It'll be two seconds in and out. So sometimes, like, I would stay in the car. And um, not often, though. Usually I would go in and and say hi to everybody. Um, But sometimes I would stay in the car. And you said, oh, it'll be like two seconds. I'll be super quick. And the next thing I know, Ian is the so the owner of the fish store is coming out with a hot cup of coffee because he knows that mitch will be much more than two minutes so in we, a beautiful sustainable <laughs> marine canada flip side eco divers uh mug which we still have and we and, do i use it often thank you ian <laughs> but i mean yeah like it's uh that's that's part of the whole the whole gig too so i've also found there's you know everybody knows the dirty fish stores right and and like you know some of the, some of the fish stores you go into some guys are you know some guys and girls owners like to keep the store cleaner or do keep the store cleaner and and others don't some stores smell like fish store look like fish store and uh, you know you can usually find a good deal in there but uh, it's not the it's not the best place to bring your uh, your spouse on a on a no date. but I would say Ian's is definitely. A nice clean store. Yeah, no, for like, sure. I love going into Ian's. You can spend the thing about you have spent hours there. <laughs> the thing about Ian's store is obviously we we end up hanging out and talking to uh, to Ian and Tim and all the different folks that hang out in in that spot. It's like uh, family, <laughs> the fish family. It's like fish family. A little fish family. Yeah. So okay, so then how do you? So we spend, I spend a fair <laughs> amount of money on this hobby. Yes. How do you feel about all of that? I mean, so we've talked about, uh, we've talked about the spending and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I think that within reason, 
Um, you know, we always watch what we're spending on the hobby. Why are you so supportive about me and this hobby? Because it, uh, to be frank, I do spend a lot of money. I mean, I know we're not, we're not going broke because of anything, but I mean, like it's a pretty expensive hobby when it comes down to it. I mean, all of this stuff, it's generally pretty expensive. Um, why are you so supportive? Uh, well, well, number one, I think it's pretty obvious. Like you can see that it's definitely something you love doing and it's literally a part of you. Like our nieces and nephews call you uncle fish. Like it's, it's a part of you and it, it makes you happy. Um, you're the type of person that can't sit still and it kind of like you make art in our house. You heard that. I said it. She said it. <laughs> you know, um, no, I think I support it because it's, it's, I think it's a positive hobby. Um, you know, and you don't, you know, you don't make really rash decisions about it. Well, that's a, that's another. It's not like you drill holes in our house or anything. Yeah, that would be From crazy. it. Yeah. <laughs> What's, okay, so. What would you say to any of the fish people listening? What would you say is the, you know, some important things to consider when living like, with someone and having this hobby? So we're talking to the people, the hobbyists, not the people that live with the hobbyists. Yeah, yeah the hobbyists. Okay. I'm assuming the hobbyists are the ones listening to the podcast. True, true. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know, like, I think as long as, you know, like, it's, your tanks are nice, or, I don't know, that's a hard question to answer, because there's, I'm, I'm going to be honest, the tanks aren't always the nicest, you know, like, and I, I mean that in, like, when, you know, those times where we had four or five tanks, mm -hmm. they had purposes, you know, like, some tanks were like a breeding tank. So there was like a fake, an en not an anemone, but a, um, urchin. a fake urchin that, you know, aesthetically it didn't look the best, but it had a purpose. And I think, you know, just. So, okay. So let's yeah. go, let's go and rank here. Smell. Yeah. Looks. Smell. Price. What are the, what are, what's the number one thing that if this happens, we're going to have a problem? I think smell and like, if it like damages the, damages the, house. the house or something, because yeah. you know, with fish tanks comes a lot of humidity, um, salt from saltwater tanks. I've noticed they can get, it can get on the walls, like, mm -hmm. um, and smell. I think as long as those three Kind of like, you know, like. I think you said smell and damage and smell. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly has the nose of a bloodhound. And if, if like, okay, if we have like a sunroom here, if I shut the doors to the house, open every single window, run fans and blow fresheners, and if I were to smoke a cigar out there, two weeks later, she would know. Yeah. And she's just got this sense of smell. I don't know why. Like so obviously stinky. I'm just this is for my own good here. Nothing stinky and 
nothing that's going to damage. I mean, the damage one is easy enough. And yeah. quite honestly, I don't like things to smell either. No. And so. because the way I think of it too, it's like, think of like when people come over to your house, mm -hmm. you don't want to be the house that like you walk in and like you can smell the humidity. You can feel the moisture. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty easy for us to manage. Yeah. I mean, like humidity, we have dehumidifier that we run when we need to. The furnace and the air conditioner usually take it out. So that's not really a problem. And then like, I'm just, I've over the years, I've become more and more aware of redundancies and things like that. So that damage doesn't happen. I yeah. mean, I think I've flooded floors probably a hundred times in my life and never with me. Yeah. Well, I don't that's, think that's not true. That I know of. <laughs> so the, yeah, I mean, like, I think with experience, you just start to learn the ways that your tank fails and like different things are going to yeah. cause problems. And like, you just got to be a little more aware of it. And I think that was such a hard question for me is because you really haven't given me a hard time with your hobby. Like you've done a great job at keeping it clean. You, we've never had a smell at least that I've noticed, um, you know, if something has gone wrong, like I just found out, I didn't know about it. Yeah. And if you really so. want to, if you really want, I don't think this is status quo. Kelly's an angel and she <laughs> lets me get away with a lot. And I think a lot of other people, I mean, sometimes people walk into the house and I think everything's clean. Kelly thinks everything looks clean. Nothing smells. Everything's cool. <laughs> And then people look at Kelly like, how do you, how do you put up with this? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe it's just, maybe I'm just used to it now. Like, <laughs> She's like, uh, I don't know what that, what's that Stockholm syndrome or what's the That's love the one you're with, I uh, think. Yeah. I think this one is like, she's just become sensitized to it. I desensitized. Mean, yeah, yeah, desensitized. Yeah. But. Yeah. I think so too. Um. I think that's pretty much about it for all of the, the really times that have kind of stuck out to me. Yeah. Um, I think like it's it's just a fun thing to do this podcast and yeah, you just know, talk about, you know, like it's, it is, you know, this hobby is just such a, it can be such a big part of your life. It really sucks you in, it evolves and you just become part of it. And I mean, like with me, it's literally like my entire life. It's my work, it's my play, it's everything. So, yeah, you know, it's it was a package deal, I think. I didn't know it at the time, but <laughs> it, I learned it. Yeah, and I mean, and it goes both ways. I really, really, yeah. I, I really, really know, know and appreciate every, you know, all of the ways that she allows me to follow my passions and live out my, yeah. you know, my life yeah. that way. So that's, that's it from a, from a, from a fish guy and his fish wife. <laughs> um, this was really fun to go and, and chat about what, uh, what we laugh about all the time. Yeah. I swear this is the honest truth. 90% of the time we're laughing about this stuff. Yeah. 10% of the time we're fighting. It's, it's, I wouldn't even say fighting. I think it's more of just like a, like really like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, she's, I'm lucky she has a sense of humor. <laughs> so 
We'll kind of leave it at that. I think yeah. it was. Uh, I think overall, all of you know, all of the good outweighs the bad, mm. and not even that there is bad because all of those stories, like uh, they're stories that I tell, and I just it makes me smile, it makes me laugh, and so there really is no bad. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, I said it. I mean, just yesterday we were in Home Depot, oh, and uh, I had I bought a big sheet of foam insulation to use as a floating raft for aquaponics. And uh, you know, people at Home Depot would think I'm like a contractor with all the random stuff I buy out there, but really, it's just for the fish stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, kind of leave it there. Uh, it's Super Bowl Sunday. It's one of the best days of the year. Yeah. So we got some friends coming over and we're, we've got some fish tacos. Mm-hmm. Who would have guessed? So uh, hope everybody enjoys the game. Um, go, go Rams. You know, we're, <laughs> we're from, we're from Windsor, Ontario, right across the border from Detroit. We watched Stafford play for the Detroit Lions for our whole life. And I don't know. Kelly feels the same way, but I'm excited to watch Stafford win a Super Bowl because I think he's gonna. And I'm excited for the halftime show. Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah, of course. And the fish <laughs> and the fish tacos. Yeah. So thanks everybody for listening. Um, until next time, later.